So this morning I have a little, short little liturgy for New Year's that I thought I would share really quickly. I hope that's okay. I figured it's okay. It says, may the creator of time and keeper of seasons give you space to process the paths that got you here so that you may have vision for what lies ahead. In the coming year, may you remember that you were held, known, and loved by a God of fresh starts and clean slates. May you and your family receive the gift of mercies new each morning. And as you approach 2023, may you know deep within your soul that you don't have to wait for a new year to begin again. In this new year, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may all your life, your fantastic, dirty, messy, holy life be a prayer. Amen. I hope you guys all had a lovely holiday season. I also know that there's a lot of really difficult things and some losses this season, and that just shows the, the rhythms of joy and sorrow that is life. Um, but I'm really grateful to see you here, and I wish I could hug each and every one of you. This is me hugging you. Anyways, announcements. Our Racism in the Church class starts this month, at the end of the month, on the 24th, which is also Luis's birthday. So that'll help you remember both things. Um, but there is a sign-up sheet. It's in your email, and I'm also going to post it on Facebook. So if you're interested in that class, the um, sign-up thing is due by the 17th. So you've got a couple more days, a couple weeks, something like that. Um, also, if you are a youth, middle school or high school, there is a conference called Vineyard United that's coming up in February, February 10th through the 12th. It's at the Heartland Conference Center in Marengo, Ohio. It's very fun. I went last year. I feel like I am my true, truest self when I'm at a middle school and high school conference and I can just be absolutely ridiculous. So, um, it's wonderful because it's built with the vineyard values and intentionally uses those through worship and prayer and messages and fun and all kinds of things. So if you have a youth that wants to go, let us know. We don't want money to be a problem. If you need financial support, please let us know. We don't want anyone to miss out because it is wonderful. Um, speaking of youth group, there's no youth group today because of the holiday. Um, enjoy your time together. Get some sleep if you stayed up late. <laughs> We stayed up late, <laughs> so I definitely need a nap today, so get your naps in. Um, lastly, we are looking for teachers for the fourth through sixth grade room on Sundays from January through May, so if you're interested, let Eve know, let me know, let someone know, and we would love the help. So now I'm going to invite Jeff up to share with us. And Adrian. Dear friends, uh, most of you, if not all of you, should have received an email from us about uh, my going on sabbatical. And if you didn't, this is a great opportunity to make sure you get every email that's subsequently uh, coming. And just to make it really simple, see Dan and Katie over there? If you just have a conversation with them, I bet you they... I'm presuming correctly, right? They could get it so you would get every bit of communication from this church. And that's really important because, you know, we're not printing a bunch of paper and putting a bunch of postcards out and sending out newsletters. We, you know, want to curate the environment well. So, but uh, that letter, I just wanted to, I don't want to read the letter to you. So I just want to just personally share a little bit from my heart and then maybe hand the mic to Adrian. Then I have uh, something 
I want to do with you guys. There's kind of, uh, I just talked to Daniel about, I'm pretty excited about happening. But um, this sabbatical season for me is kind of like a ship going into dry dock in a way. It's like where you hoist the ship up and you strip all the layers of paint, sand the wood, patch up any weak points, and then you kind of set things up to make it seaworthy again. And that's something, uh, kind of a body, mind, and spirit type of deal. And uh, as Adrian was asking me, like, how would I describe it? And the two, two uh, words that come to mind are reboot and renewal. Reboot and renewal. And I'm just thinking this time to just examine the next uh, half of my life and what God is doing. And part of it, as um, I've reached out to a lot of you know, colleagues of mine and other folks just for guidance and what are some tools and devotionals and other things I can do that would really assist me in just submitting to the care of God. And the goal, uh, it's nothing like super arcane. The goal is I want to walk in the way of love more. I want to um, clear out whatever blockages or open up any new opportunities to receive God's love. And I want it to be a kinetic love that's just moving through me. And I'm just, my prayer to Jesus has been, God, I want more of you. I want to walk in your way of love. I want to love God, love others. And I don't think that's, that's not something you are or you're not. It's not a binary. It's either you're on that journey or you're not. And I believe in faith that God has more of that for me. So as I kind of take this time away, and it, 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 I'm expected it's going to mess with my head a little bit to not have my hands at the plow or whatever, you know, deal with some identity issues. I think we all struggle with that, and the search for significance, as some people call it. And in that case, I'm just really hoping that God fills in more of those spaces. So, uh, yeah, um, I think that it's fair to say that Jeff really needs some rest. So. We are really grateful. Um, we're just grateful. I want to thank all of you guys for loving us so well and supporting us. There are so many people who, um, yeah, we just we we just are incredibly grateful for all of you. What? Um, sorry. Uh, I, I would really like to thank. <clears throat> the staff specifically, you guys have been so kind to us and so truth-telling to us. You have given this time to us, so thank you. Thank you. The board, I'm not all the board are here, but you guys serve us so faithfully, and you have, and you don't get a dime for it, so thank you. Um, yes, all the contact info, and I really want to thank John. John helped us formulate the communication. That was really kind of you, John. I appreciate you. And, um, and who am I forgetting? I mean, You're forgetting the whole church. yes, yes. June is not technically on staff, but she's a great support to us and, and a really good friend. So thank all of you guys and please pray for us and, um, know that we love you and we're going to be seeing you around Lucky's or wherever. O'Reilly's. Right? Um, I did want to do something though, cause I just kind of. Okay. okay love well, everyone's going to be standing up in a minute. Is I wanted to do a meet and greet for a little while, kind of, or they, in church language, they call it the passing of the peace. 
the passing of the peace, which I'm a big fan of. We, we could use a lot of peace passing. But what I specifically like you to do is connect with someone else, and it might mean outside of your row. It's going to mean people are get up and move. But specifically, I want to ask you guys to um, just turn it up a little bit, turn up the risk or the awkward factor slightly, and just say, how could I use prayer in this next year? And just something really simple and concrete. Uh, both people can share. You don't have to spill your guts out or share your deepest, darkest, though that's allowed here, by the way. Uh, but ask for prayer and just do a quick like micro prayer. Like take time to just say a prayer for one another because it's one thing to say I'll be praying for you, but you're much more likely to be praying for someone if you pray for them right when you say you're going to pray for them. So this is an opportunity for everyone just to get a little real. You don't have to necessarily do the mic thing like I'm, I did right here and pray for one another. So let's all stand and shuffle. And some of you may want to go back to where the, the table dwellers are there so they can be included too as they watch their littles there. And we will awkwardly interrupt your conversations and call you back in a few minutes. Remember, pray for each other, even if it's a quickie.
I just there's something wonderful that's happening. I love it. Alright, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't a car. Dear friends, I'm uh, interrupting you now, and this seems like it's been a stellar success to bring you guys together, and uh, it's like, for many of you, that's your first social interaction of 2023, and hopefully it was a positive one. So um, I'm going to hand things off to Daniel, but I want to begin by reading Psalm 103. And the reason I'm beginning with Psalm 103 is because it has a phrase in it that says, praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. And we want to kind of, as Daniel's going to lead us in an exam of sorts, I want to think of the ways God just benefits us in gratitude. So I want to read this psalm as kind of a blessing to send you off with and then... Um, Daniel will, will take the mic. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praises his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord works justice and righteousness for everyone who is oppressed. He made known in his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. So I want to leave that with you. Amen. Thank you so much, Jeff. The word of the Lord. Thank you, God. Um, so this is uh, Testimony Sunday, uh, sort of Intercession Sunday, too. Uh, and we're going to pass the mic around and share things from the previous year. And I'd like to invite us to do it as a continuing act of prayer. And so what do I mean by that? Well, I'll do a little opening prayer and ask God to guide us through this. And then people will pass the mic. And I would invite people to do one of two things or both if you want. Uh, one is you can share testimonies about the past year, about anything that God has done in your life or in your family or in your community. And then after people share, I would love us to pause and thank God for that. 
You can do it out loud. If you want to say amens, that is welcome. If you want to silently thank God in your heart for what God has done in that person's life, you can do that. And so that is testimonies and thanksgiving is one option on the smorgasbord of prayer as a community. And the other one is hopes and intercessions. And so any hopes that you have for yourself, for your family, for our church, for our community, for the coming year, and when we share those as well, uh, we'll take some time, and as a congregation, we can pray. And again, you can pray out loud, you can pray silently, but we will observe some time where we will all be praying about that together. And I'm going to get the mic going, and please just feel free to pass the mic from one to each other and make some time to share and to pray. And I'm grateful that you guys will be carrying this because I made the very uh, interesting decision of getting my COVID booster shot yesterday morning. <laughs> And so it might seem kind of low energy. Uh, it's, uh, it's hitting me a little bit. So thank you for carrying and passing the mic as well. But <laughs> and so I will do an opening prayer. And then anybody who wants to get it started, raise your hand. And then we'll just raise our hands and pass around that way. So come, Holy Spirit. God, thank you so much for the year that was and the year that we get to share here with you and with each other. Please bring your light into our minds, into our hearts. Help us to hear from you this morning as we give thanks for what you've done and raise our hopes for what you will do. Holy Spirit, please guide our prayers. And if someone wants to start, you can raise your hand, and if it takes a while, that's totally fine. We can wait. I, I was excited when I thought about this today because I feel so blessed this past year for us, it's been such a blessing, but we host incoming foreign students for IFI, and this year we had the most, I think, ever. We had five single guys at different times and three families with five kids between them. And those families we got so close to, and they, they were across the spectrum. A family from Nigeria who are devout Christians with two little girls. A family from India um, who are Sikhs with a little girl. And right now we have a family from Indonesia with two little girls and they're Muslim. And I just, um, got, we have, we feel so much love for these, these people because we ourselves know what it's like to go to another family where you don't know anyone, you don't have your family, you don't have your support. So they are giving us that love that they would give to their family who aren't near, and it just is like a natural response to share with them. I'm so thankful for that. At the same time, we are praying for those who don't know Jesus and hoping that through our love and what we share, that they will see Jesus in us and um, that's what I would ask you to pray for, that these people that we have come to love very dearly in a short time will respond to Jesus and come to know him as their Savior. So now, who prays?
Um, so it's been just a really remarkable year for my family. We um, settled into a new home and a new neighborhood. Uh, we had some frightening threats against us from uh, some people in the neighborhood we were living in. Um, there was uh, a, a drug deal going down that we that I got fed up with and foolishly uh, started recording. And, uh, <laughs> and we ended up being able to move into a new home that was um, ridiculously affordable uh, in the middle of that crazy housing boom. And it's been a year for us of, of settling into um, that neighborhood. And it's been, um, it's inspired me to want to continue to bless uh, the Linden neighborhood um, where we lived. Uh, and it's given me vision for what I hope for, um, for like that part of my community and, and part of my extended family here in Columbus. And it's also given us uh, a sense of, of peace and well-being and an ability to focus on uh, studying scripture and studying things that God has for me and for my family. And so it's been just incredibly productive in that way um, to, to sort of have this need to constantly monitor my environment for safety taken away and to realize how much space that was taken. And I think my hope coming out of that for the new year is that we can see kids throughout this city be able to feel safe and their parents be able to feel safe in their homes um, because it's it's a severe cognitive drain on everything in your life when that's not the case. And so if we could, uh, I want to give thanks for our ability to be um, in that place and um, yeah, I really have feel a deepened sense of urgency around more families being able to experience that because it's awesome to have that room um, and that mental space. So, Holy Spirit. trust you to bring safety and security, both in temporal ways here and now, uh, and the fundamental security of knowing that you've come to save us and that we have the promise of life in you, Jesus. You know, uh, as we think about uh, the new year, a lot of times uh, the, the focus on what we want to change and how we want to move and new paths we want to take on, uh, and I think that's appropriate. But I And there are a lot of things I can, when I think about our last year, a lot of things I could reflect upon. But, um, you know, I actually feel like this is a year where uh, I was really challenged to, like, hang in there and stay on the same paths. Um, you know, 
as an example, at work, so I work for Asia's Hope, and our church supports Asia's Hope, and a lot of people are kind of vaguely familiar with what's going on. But, you know, um, this is a year that we're sort of celebrating our past two decades. We were going to do this big, you know, 30 or 20-year anniversary that was supposed to be in 2021, and we're going to bring our staff over from overseas and all of that. Uh, but, of course, COVID hit, and nothing could happen, and no one could travel and all of that. And so we decided, you know, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to make 2022, we're going to talk about celebrating our first two decades and the start of our third decade. Um, and we started to put, early in the year, we started to put plans in motion. <clears throat> and uh, then, uh, you know, and, and, and start to articulate like a real vision for like, what, what are we supposed to do next and that, and, all, and right at about the time that we had started to sort of articulate that internally and, and get ready to communicate it, we started to experience all sorts of setbacks financially. We had one of our biggest partnerships just sort of dissolve like this. You know, there was a, uh, a church that supported four homes in one of our schools, and something completely unrelated to us, the church split apart into, you know, all these different fragments and all of that, uh, you know, uh, about in the middle of the year looked like it was just going to completely go away. Then uh, there were two or three other things. We had some, you know, really hard staffing and HR stuff like that. And there was sort of these moments where, you know, I had to grapple with and I had to make a decision as we were looking towards the second half of the year do I need to just spend all of this energy just trying to grab on and fill these holes that we have? Uh, when I really felt for years we're supposed to be thinking about and talking about the future, et cetera. Um, and I really felt God say to me and say to us, no, just I'm going to take care of this stuff. I'm going to take care of this stuff. You need to keep on the path that I put you on. Uh, and uh, so we made the decision to do that. It's been really amazing to see. You know, they say the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. This was one of those years where, you know, felt like the Lord taketh away. And then in the second half of the year, the Lord's just kind of been giving back to us in that. And so for me, um, I, all that to say is that I, I feel like uh, so sometimes there's a lot of ch of pressure, you know, when we reach new beginnings or as we're looking towards the future to think about what are the things that we need to change. Uh, and there are definitely, obviously, things all of us need to change. But just to encourage you that at least for us this year, you know, the real uh, blessing from God was, you know, uh, is seeing all of sort of the torpedoes blow up around our ship and hearing God say to us, no, just keep on Keep on going in this direction. This path I put you on is a good path for you. It is the right path for you. Let me take care of all of these things. So that's, that's what I'm thankful for. I think there are sort of analogies to that in our personal life, you know, in our family and all those things too. So I just wanted to share that and um, as an encouragement as what God's done in our lives, but maybe that's uh, some place that you guys find yourself in, and I want to encourage you that if, uh, if God's put something in your heart, a direction that, that your life needs to go on, don't easily allow uh, things that appear to be crisis to take you off that, because when God's shown you who you are and shown you what you're supposed to be, and you know for a fact that this is where you're supposed to be going, um, you know, somebody said once, God doesn't take you out to lunch and stick you with the bill. Uh, you know, God doesn't, God doesn't, doesn't teach you to swim just to let you drown. Um, and that's my encouragement for you. So thank God for that.
Veronica Yuronica. Um, this year was exceptionally hard for me. Um, I'm, not, I'm not very good at this thing, so I'm going to say the Lord's taught me if you're ashamed of him, he's gonna you're you're gonna be if you're ashamed of him, then he's not he's gonna be ashamed of you. But this is why I have to tell the message. Um, so I am in remission for a year of my dystonia. I haven't been on medication for my dystonia for a year. No complications. I'm actually staying the straightest I've ever you know, walked upright. Um, been, this is going to sound meaningless, but I've been able to cross my legs. Never in my life have I been able to do that. Um, so, you know, with the loss of my, um, Michael's mom has been really hard because I took care of her for the last four years off and on. And I feel like God put me there and I did, it was a pleasure, even though me and Michael have been, have had hard times. I feel like God put that, put me there for her and not been selfish for and just been there. And I just want to thank God for everything I got for my family, for my church family. They, you guys have been here for me. And I just want to thank you. That's all. Thank you, Veronica. Holy Spirit, please be with us as we intercede for Michael and that whole family system in their mourning. And thank you for the healing you've brought. Come Holy Spirit. I really probably am violating some kind of unwritten rule by doing this twice, but I want to just share this as something I felt like, oh my gosh, if I don't share Thanksgiving about this, I'll be like, it'll be bad. So I'm going to try to share this appropriately because I don't like sharing other people's business, but this is an interpersonal issue, you know. So about almost exactly two years and one month ago or, or somewhere around that time, uh, just lost a relationship that I've had for, with for over a decade. And it was basically Adrian and I uh, had been kind of uh, blamed and slandered by someone regarding something. And this person, and this is in the middle when I was kind of like taking care of my father and stuff, just started bombarding us with you know, threatening and angry texts. You know, you hypocrite, you da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it just, it just, uh, it just got Adrian and I in the gut at the deepest level. And we, but we both discerned in this scenario, we're not supposed to defend ourselves at all. We're not supposed to explain it because uh, I felt like we would be breaching some confidentiality if we, uh, you know, defended ourselves, right? So we were kind of in this double bind, or what seemed like a double bind. So we just. We prayed about it, and just uh, yesterday, that relationship uh, was restored. And uh, Adrian spent two hours just extending grace to this person, and it was like 
it's like all the anger and the, everything just lifted. It was like we didn't try to vindicate ourselves, and I felt like God took this process, and not only that, but gave an opportunity for this person who believed these things to really experience just totally love, engage, and just, I'm blown away by it. Adrian and I have just been blown away by it, uh, that happening. So I wanted to share that is like, is I know probably everyone here has at least someone that they could use a reconciliation with or something and just, this was only two years, but I know just keep praying and allow God to be your defender. Well, I didn't want to miss my chance um, because I just love this uh, time of year. And um, I think that I want to offer thanks for a real inner healing, I guess. Transformation makes me happy. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't feel afraid anymore. And I think that, like... Comically, I, I would picture it like Home Alone, which we just rewatched at Christmas time, and that like, I'm not afraid anymore. And then we rewatched it, and, I, and then he goes running away screaming, ah! <laughs> um, but then he gets back up, and he, you know, gets to work. And like, I just felt like this past year, and, and quite a lot of you have prayed for me, like, I've always been afraid to talk and like say the wrong thing and like get attacked and like, I mean, this year I like went on the news and like was in the paper and it's like I went from like zero to whatever and it's like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, and I think that a real big like sense of assurance from God that like we really are loved and okay. You know, like I love genre fiction. <laughs> like because I want to know the story that I'm in. And depending upon where you stop, like things look really bad a lot of the time. And like just having the strong assurance that God's not done, like when things look wrong, <laughs> um, that's not the end of the story. And so I'm just really thankful for like being able to feel that in a real way that I can stand here and talk to you um, and not break out in hives. So, like, that's a sign of, of, of God's healing to me um, and a real, I don't know, I just want to celebrate that sense of, I'm happy to really, truly feel like God's going to make everything right in the end. Thank you, Jesus. That one's especially personal for me, too. God, thank you for the gift of helping Katie recover her voice. Um, we do have time for one more. Yeah, or maybe two more if somebody wants to share. And then I'll do, yeah, so great. So June and then Ryan. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take the place of I wasn't going to do this because I figured there were lots of other people that should. <laughs> but 
then, then I, I felt like I needed to. So um, this year has been a really hard one for me. Um, because of a lot of loss and not like final loss like somebody passed away although David Clifton did but just kind of like um, a lot of young people having real difficulties in their lives there's been a lot of that um, you know of course there's everything in the world and I try and just take that out because it's not I can't deal with that part but um, just the feeling of loss and sadness has been it kind of comes and goes it comes at Christmas time because there's that tension between um, Advent and um, the birth of, of Jesus um, and then of course as I said there was that um, passing of David Clifton, and that struck me particularly hard. I didn't know Dave very well. I saw him in the hospital, and that was when I knew him, when I met him the most and understood him more. So um, when his um, memorial service came, um, I was just really sad, and part of my sadness in this year, too, has also been I lost my singing voice, and music is really important to me. And um, it happens every now and again. I damage my vocal cords. I know I've never been to a specialist, but I know what's going on. I can tell. And um, I could only sing like an octave below everybody, you know? And then I'd miss a lot of those notes as well. Um, so David's memorial service, um, we decided to have this really big time of worship because that was what he loved so much. And I stood up ready to worship because I was really ready to go with that. And I started singing and I started singing in the right octave and I had my singing voice back. Now, I don't know why, how that, I mean, I know how that happened, but it was like, it was like a gift. It was like, I mean, I was okay with with just going the rest of my life like that, although I would have been pretty sad a lot. <laughs> but I was okay with that. And I kind of knew it was going to come back, but man, what a time to come back when, when we're worshiping God. And um, it's just getting better and stronger, and my vocal cords would do this weird thing where they wouldn't work and they'd make a funny, they'd feel funny, and that doesn't happen anymore. So... I just had to share it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just, I just love the theme, too, of June, you recovering your voice, and I think Katie recovering your voice in other ways. Like, God, I just thank you for all of the ways you've raised our voices um, this year. those of you who don't know me, my name is Ryan. I'm the introvert who stands at the back every Sunday. Um, so this year has sort of been, I've had my ups and downs, it's been good and bad for me, 
and my family. Like I started this year with a new job, which was a lot better than my old job, and I ended knowing it ended knowing that my cousin, who some of you might know, have been has been battling cancer for last year and a half. He's doing a lot better now, so praise God for that. Uh, it's, it's also I've also had some uh, hard. Um, wouldn't say like difficulties, but there's just been a lot of nights where I just get really depressed and numb. Even like there are several times where, or I've actually, where the thought of just walking out on God came to my head, and I don't know where that came from. I guess I was just thinking, man, I could just stop being a Christian and my life would be so much easier. Which, by the way, is a lie. <laughs> Just a big lie. Don't believe that. Um, uh, but God got me through that. Uh, uh, through all that, He showed me that I am loved. I'm worth it. I'm His, and I can't say goodbye to Him. So, I I still get a little down sometimes. I mean. But, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. Hey, God, thank you for our precious brother, Ryan, um, for the example he sets for us and for the work you're doing in and through him, too. Um, so moving into communion, I think, is Finn around? I know Finn has been checking, and he wants Finn, now is time. So we're going to do communion. And uh, in communion, Jesus joins us uh, in our gratitude and in our joy and in our sorrows and in our hopes for transformation. And so on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood spilled for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so we continue to do this in remembrance of Jesus and as a way of taking part in his life of joy and gratitude and hope and ongoing transformation. So um, please feel free to pass and receive communion. Um, and as part of this process of communing and joining with God, uh, you're also welcome to come up and receive prayer. God, thank you for this year and for the coming year.